By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Remember when that song first came out, everybody went, what? What is that? That's Justin Timberlake? I love that song. Do you really? It makes me tap my toe. Yes, I do. I don't know. I still am like, I don't know about that one. That one. How, how can you? The songs you like and you, you don't know if you like that one? Well, it's, How can you not like something that tells you to get your sexy on? First off, it sounds like it's recorded with a $2 microphone. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, okay. You know, are we just making things sound bad to sound good? Is You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I just, it just, there's, I have an interesting story today about, about a, a um, I think it's Capitol Records that signed a rapper and in a, two weeks, they got so many complaints, they unsigned the rapper, you know, to a recording contract. And I'm going like, okay, this is interesting. And the reason for it, it's sort of, it's sort of fascinating. The reason that they signed the rapper and the reason that they, they dumped the rapper after two Could weeks. Could he not say a word without? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it has to do with... I, like we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it next hour. It's pretty interesting. This is Friday. Uh, we have the most fun uh, on yay. Friday. I'm able to because the boss lets me. I'm able to have some fun with the music. We don't play the normal music. That's probably the last song you'll normally hear on this station. Uh, the rest of the morning, you'll hear stuff you don't normally hear. And we're sort of doing the, uh, the Jack FM, the Arch format, even like the uh, the now 102.3 format, where we just play music that puts you in a good mood because it is Friday. Right? That's our yep, goal. It is Friday. That is our goal to put you in a good mood. Lots of stuff going on as far as the weather's concerned. Man, did you get hit by that brief thunderstorm that came through last night? Yes, we did. Man, that was nasty. And it lasted like five minutes and it was gone. Yeah, it was like a microburst. Yes, it was just like here and, you know, came through St. Charles County, came through. I don't know if it if it uh, if it I don't I don't think it didn't go through Franklin County. I know it came through Warren County, uh, came through St. Charles County, and then West St. Louis County. Lightning, thunder, heavy rain, five minutes gone, and it was like wow. That and was it was only on like the front, the back part of my house. Really, it was that yeah. localized. I'm sorry. It was that localized that it only like hit the back of your house. It. it well, that's so there was one. I don't know which one you're talking about. What about what time? I guess it would have been about eight thirty or so, something like that. No, this one was before that. Well, it was just it was just like I guess what that's what that's what the meteorologists called when they give their forecast and chance of scattered thunderstorms, which means scattered that, thunderstorms. Right, they're just little okay. ti- little tiny things, little tiny cells, little bl- tiny baby things. What they they blow through? Hold on a minute. I gotta fix something. I got a piece of fuzz in my mouth. Drives me nuts. I don't know how it got Hair in my ball? mouth. Hairball? No, it's like a piece of fuzz. Hairball. Uh, why did you send me the thing on Local 636? Because they're back on podcasting. A return of the... Who's Entertainment LLC? Who's that? That's Let's Groove. Who's that? That's Angel. He uh, does the the chambers. Oh, okay. Who's Lydia Crespo? I have no idea. Okay. Okay. I'm just curious. Um... They're on. Matter of fact, they're on. Uh, they're on uh, Westplex.social this morning. Are they? Yeah. 
I'll have to go. I actually left that up. Yeah, and matter of fact, once again, if you don't know what Westplex.social is, it's our own social network, our own very own social network that we put up. And I've been asking for help for people to go on there like beta testers going and, you know, post stuff and stuff like that. And Shelly has just been posting her butt off. I mean, oh, every every it. 20 seconds, Shelly, hold on, let me look. No, Shelly's only posted twice in the last three days. Okay, thanks, Shelly. Thanks for helping us out with. <laughs> you go into you're 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 still you're still favoring uh, Zuckerberg. By the way, it's gotten pretty interesting that Mark. You know, I have to tell you, we kind of talk about podcasts this morning. That's why you sent me that thing about podcasts. I think it's sort of interesting. Podcasts are just exploding. And yeah, they are. And there's an interesting. We do that. Oh yeah, yeah, we do. Matter of fact, uh, this show turns into a podcast. Uh, it does. There's an interesting thing about that. There are a couple interesting things. First off, do you know who one of the guests, one of the recent guests on Joe Rogan's podcast was? No. Mark Zuckerberg. And he really? he told the story that the FBI, FBI agents personally showed up at Facebook headquarters. This is going back to the presidential election in 2020 and says, uh-huh. hey, there's going to be this thing happen with like uh, Hunter Biden. And there's going to be this thing come out about his laptop. Um We'd appreciate if you wouldn't put anything on on Facebook about that because it's all bogus. It's all Russian. It's Russian disinformation. The FBI said this. They went to, and now we find out that it's not Russian disinformation. It's just Crazy Hunter who, like, never seems to... I mean, see, we need. If I could get him on on Westplex.social, oh my God, we'd have we'd be able to retire because he just doesn't stop. He's one of these guys that non Hunter Biden. Yeah, nonstop all day long. He just takes videos of himself. I mean, just like weird stuff, you know, smoking crack with hookers in hotel rooms, naked, you know, him in. Oh, a, I've never done that part of well, my life, no. but I do. Um, I mean, it's just a lot of. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just. I do a lot of. Uh, you know, if you don't, if you know the whole story behind this, he he, and now it turns out. I mean, I shouldn't say now. I mean, it turns out to be one hundred percent true. He walked into some computer repair shop, some small computer repair shop, someplace what in Delaware or something like that. Uh, the guy recognizes him. The guy that owns the shop recognizes him. Says, "Hey, uh, I think it was a Mac Mac Airbook. It's not working right. Can you take a look at it for me?" Signs a receipt that you know that you know that uh, uh, you know it's him. Hunter Biden, the whole bit, has his name on it, the whole bit. The guy takes the computer, and a lot of times, and this is not uncommon, a lot of times if you have like a computer that's dying or something like that, one of the first things that the computer people will do is they will try to essentially make a backup or image the hard drives. In other words, if the thing crashes, you save all the data. You know, know, you get pictures and all the stuff that's on there. So apparently that's what this guy did, and then... Looking at some of the stuff, like it's look at some of the stuff files, he's going like, "Whoa, look at that! Whoa, what is this? Whoa!" And and every once in a while, you hear of a child porn person who gets nailed by turning in his computer to get it repaired, and there's all sorts of terrible child porn on it. Well, that wasn't the case with Hunter Biden, but everything else was on there. And this guy came forward and said, "Okay," and and he never picked it up. The deal is, and you know, with cars, I don't know if you know this with cars. If you have a car, you take it to a mechanic, like let's say you take it to complete auto body, and you don't you don't come back for 30 days, the mechanic can put what's called a mechanic's lien on that car. And, right. And essentially, and after a while, matter of fact, that's how I got one of my cars, because my mom, who passed away, after she passed away, her car was stolen. 
the rule, and it was, and they caught the guys in the process of stealing the car. The car was impounded. Her car was impounded for evidence in the in the case. And, and the rule in Missouri is that if your car gets impounded, the only person that can get the car out of impound is the registered, legally registered owner of the car. So in other words, everyone on the title. So because of the fact that, that my mom was dead and she couldn't come back to life and get her car back out of impound, her car got impounded, ultimately the tow company. And I knew, I knew this because I contacted them. Ultimately, the, co- the tow company uh, put a mechanics lien on the, the car and then actually titled it in their name. You can actually send... Oh, send, really? Oh, yeah. It became, it became the property of, of the, the tow company. It takes, was that Big Boy's? I saw them the other day. No, 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 no. It was, it was. Matter of fact, it was no, it was no co tow company. It was Bob Bolin, and I mean, couldn't, couldn't a have no been no co tow. Yeah, couldn't have been, <laughs> couldn't have been nicer people. I mean, and and ultimately it ended was no up no co tow. Ultimately, <laughs> ended up buying it back from them. I bought the the car back from them, and uh, and that's and so supposedly it's the same thing. Like I guess it is. It depends on the state. It's sort of the same thing with computers. If you take your computer in to get it repaired and and nobody you know nobody uh, comes back for it after 30 days, the computer company can just like I said, I, I don't know if that's the case in Missouri, but in some states that's the way it is. It's abandoned property, so that's how the whole thing started. Well, anyway, Zuckerberg tells the story how the FBI agents come and show up and say, "Hey, uh, this deal about Hunter Biden's laptop is all BS. It's Russian disinformation. We don't want you to talk about it. We want you to to make sure that." Nobody can talk about it on Facebook. Now, on Twitter, they did that. On Facebook, he admitted that they essentially, with the algorithm, they throttled it back. So in other words, you couldn't necessarily, if you posted on it, other people may see it and they may not, which makes you go like, okay, he's admitting that that's what they're doing with Facebook, that they're essentially... What happened to the right of free speech? But once again, the reason on this is Facebook is a privately owned company it's not yeah it's, so that doesn't make it right it's not a governmental agency see that's the whole crazy thing you have freedom of speech you have freedom of speech people all say oh i've got freedom of speech well you do as far as the government coming you in other words the government can't show up if you stand on your front lawn and you, let's say you live in 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 village of three creeks and you stand on your front lawn and you say the mayor of village of three creeks is a terrible person he's he's nasty and he's mean and i don't like him okay the police can't come and arrest you because of the fact that you your speech is protected because you're talking about the government, okay? But if you get on your front porch and you start talking about, my next-door neighbor is a jerk, and I hate him, he's a terrible person, and I think he beats his wife, your next-door neighbor can sue you for libel and slander because of the fact that that's not protected speech because you... Unless he's a, um, a presence. Unless he's a what? A presence. Um, a, a high-profile person. Oh, you t- yeah, well, well, but but yeah, yeah, right, right. But that has, but once again, that's not. I learned that from you, Brad. but that's not necessarily First Amendment, anyway. So the, oh, okay, the interesting sorry. thing is, Mark Zuckerberg's admitting that you know because they say we don't, we don't. If people post, we don't really do anything. Everybody oh, can post. Yeah, they're, they're such a big fat lie. Right, they're they're throttling <laughs> things back, and it's like, for example, I will say this right up front. Okay, I know for a fact that my Facebook page has been modified by by the Facebook people. How do you know that? I have very limited exposure on my Facebook page, even though I have. What? I, I'm telling you. I'm serious. 
I have close to five. I don't understand. I have close to five thousand friends on my yes, Facebook. Yes, you do. I'm almost to my limit. Okay, but yet hardly anybody sees my posts. Maybe they've unfollowed you. No, 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 no. I can still look at it today. I can look at. It. I think I have like forty-two, forty-three hundred friends. Hardly anybody ever sees my posts. I have had people. How do you know that? I know it for a fact because of the fact that that I have friends of mine that are friend that have friended me, and I've friended them on Facebook. And I've had through the years, last two three years, had them said to me, "I never see you post anything on Facebook anymore." I go, do you look at my page? No, I just look at my newsfeed. And you never show up in my newsfeed anymore. See, that's what they do. And why is that? Because I'm a media person and they purposely did that. Because we But you they don't know that you're a media person because you yeah. your five thousand no. is under your personal name. But they know who I am because of who what Everybody I Everybody knows who you no, are. No, 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 no. They po- they know who I am because I post stuff about the radio stations. Once again, it's the algorithm. The algorithm knows who I am. They know what I do. They know, you know, they know that I'm a media guy. That's pretty big brotherish to me, brother. How do you feel uh, about that? Welcome to the world of computers and the internet nowadays. I got a story about that next hour about Ben Shapiro. You know, and 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 I'm not. He's the attorney, right? Well, he is an attorney, but he's a talk show host and and a and a pioneering podcaster as well as Adam Carolla. There's these guys who have been, I mean, podcasting in the last three, four, five years is exploding. There's been guys doing podcasts for 15 years now. I mean, Adam yeah. Carolla Adam started his podcast. It's funny. He tells a story about this. After he got fired from a radio job in L.A., he got fired from his radio job. He went into podcasting full time. And people, he talked, it was funny. He talks about this saying like, well, my friend ran into me the other day. He was at a restaurant. And a guy says, hey, man, you know, what are you doing now? Uh, are, you, are you keeping your head above water? I don't hear about you anymore. Well, I'm doing a podcast. Podcast? Is that just like for fun? Adam Carolla is making seven figures doing podcasts. Joe Rogan has been doing podcasts for like 12 or 13 years. 12 or 13 years, nobody knew what a podcast was for the most part. Now Joe Rogan, depending upon who you who you believe, Spotify either paid him. There's three numbers now that have come out, what Spotify paid for Joe Rogan's po- po- uh, podcast. $100 million, $200 million, and $300 million. Either of those three... I would take in a New York minute, you know, if they offered. Yeah, I take a fraction of it. <laughs> right, and once again, it's because of the fact that there's tremendous money being made in the podcasting business. And we're talking about what's happened to Ben Shapiro. Talk, it's, it's a story about him going to a podcasters' convention, and I think it's sort of sad what's happening because already you can start to see. Okay, here we go. You know, he's like a top five podcaster, and already he's getting, he's getting, he's getting sort of the the cold shoulder by some of the mainstream podcasters, which once again, you know, it's a big universe. The water's just fine. Everybody jump on in. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And especially with podcasts, anybody can put up a podcast. Now, I mean, literally, I could say if if in the next, if the next break, I could say, okay, in our next break, I'm going to walk you through starting a podcast and listen carefully matter of fact i'm going to give you step by step my next break i could do it in five or six minutes i'm going to say i'm going to show you how to start a podcast you can start a podcast right now this very moment by seven o'clock you could have your first podcast up and people go there's no way 
and I could walk. Oh pe- yeah, way. I could walk people through. I could tell them we're on a company called Red Circle, which I really like. Not one of the big name podcast companies, but very, very, very intuitive. Got some really neat things and some really neat ways to monetize it. They have some really unique ways of you making money off podcasts. Uh, anyway, the idea being is I could walk you through in five to ten minutes, and by seven o'clock you'd have a podcast up. It's that easy. And some people are going like, well, well, I don't know. It, it, takes, it takes like thousands of dollars of equipment. No. <laughs> Matter of fact, you can go to Guitar Center and, and literally, I mean, you don't even have to wait for Amazon. You could drive to Guitar Center when it opens this morning at 10 o'clock. I could tell you exactly what to buy. You could have a, buy a nice microphone, a nice little interface. Uh, you plug into your computer, record it on a USB port, a uh, little a program that you and I both use called Audacity, which is a free... Uh, what they call an L- NL- source. Yeah, NLE uh, uh, audio recording program and literally be knocking out podcasts by, I mean, like if you started with us this morning by 10 o'clock today, you could have three podcasts up. I mean, literally people could, you know, you could talk, Hey, I just put a podcast up. I got a new podcast program. Bung, bum, bum, you know, bang. And that's, what's interesting about it. It's like, Anybody has access to it. And if you have something you want to talk about, you want to, you're a fanboy about something or a fangirl, you want to promote something, you want to teach something, you want to you know, talk about your political ideologies, it's the new open range. It's like, it's like somebody you know, 150 years, 200 years ago you know, jumping, in the, uh, jumping on their horse and going out to the West Coast or you know, someplace in Wyoming or, or Colorado or someplace like that and staking out your 40-acre... Yes, staking out your 40-acre claim, and you're in business. Okay, we have to take a break. You went way too long. It's 6.31. That was so your fault. It's BS.show. It's a Friday. I can play stuff like that. Tom Jones, one of my favorite all-time songs. It's not unusual. Back in the day. It really isn't unusual. When they did stereo back in the day, it's really interesting. They don't do it that way anymore. Uh, Drums were hard left. Vocals hard right. You know, everything was like in a different channel. You know, everything was like... Things in the middle, fight, fight, fight. There was nothing in the middle. That was an interesting thing. Okay, uh, I've got, I've got a, a question for you. Me? I'm going to give you two company names. I want to see if you've ever heard of either of these companies. The first one okay. is called, I don't know if you pronounce it, Sheen or Shine. It's, it, yes, I know what that is. You, what is Shine? S-H-E-I-N. You know what that is? I do. What is it? It's an online clothing store for women. Okay. Have you ever shopped there? I have. Have you ever bought anything from there? I have. How did you find out about it? How did I find out about it? Yeah, how did you find out about Shine? And is, is that is that what you pro- it's pronounced? It's H-E-I-N? That's either Sheen or Shine. Well, if it's a German pronunciation, E-I-I-E, the second vowel. I don't vowel, think it's well, German. It's Chinese. The second vowel is always yeah. long. But if we use the German pronunciation, it would be called Shine. If, and and it could be called Sheen, if you look at it that That's way. That's true. Uh, or it could be called Sheen. Anyway, so you've bought clothing there. You don't have there. to call me Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, old ad ad campaign. So you bought you bought. I love that campaign. I still remember it. You you bought clothing there, right? Yes. I'm sorry. I digress. Was yes. it was it a good a good purchase? I mean, were you happy with what you got? Yes, they do tend to. Um... Sometimes their sizing is not real regular. Meaning it's too small, too big, all yes. over the place. It's both. It's in other words, some, yeah, you get depending some. Depending on the outfit, yeah. So sometimes things will run small, sometimes they'll run large. Correct. Okay. So do you think it's good value for the money? I do. Okay. This is a Chinese company. And they're talking, this article's talking about 
there there's another company that most Americans have never heard of before, which they say if things go right, this could be the huge competitor to Amazon. And you know what the name of the company is? No. Pinduo Duo. P I N D U O D U O. Okay. And they it is it is gone is climbed through the ranks of Chinese e-commerce industry to become one of the country's most powerful tech firms, even though it launched years later than the established rivals like Alibaba and JD.com. Pinduo Biduo, and they, and they for short they call it PDD, but the actual name is Pin P I N D U O D U O. Sounds like something that you would uh, contract and you could say on a date, I'm sorry, I can't go out tonight. I have Pinduo. But it's Pinduo Duo. Pinduo Duo is even worse. They've only they've only been around since 2515. And what they, what they do is they pioneered what they call group buying, where a platform of people, customers were given the option to buy products directly, or they could recruit their friends to purchase bulk orders directly from manufacturers to reduce costs. In other words, let's say, let's say you, if you, they got something on their website, you want to buy it, and it's 30 bucks. If you contact 50 of your friends and say, hey, we're all going to put together a group, and we're going to buy 50 of these, then the price goes down by $5 a piece. Get what I'm saying? So in other words, it's, I do. it's sort of like, it's sort of like, Maybe a little tinge of Groupon, where you get a bunch of people. Hey, the deal won't the deal won't open up unless there's 50 people that buy it. And unless we have 50 people that buy this particular Groupon, it it won't be available. You know. So in other words, that's what they're certain. And they claim they say what they're going to go after. There's an area they say an area of vulnerability in Amazon that is um, uh, because of they don't sell much clothing on Amazon. And I'm thinking to myself. They're trying to redo that. They've actually, um, Amazon, it is, they've actually started um, taking people, you know, out in the community or in the world and having them pick their favorite Amazon clothing and then spotlighting it. Have they ever done that with you? Yes. What? Oh, no. No, 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 no. I'm not one. I want to do that. And I'm thinking I might try that, but um, no. But they they come up on my they I I see them quite a bit. It talks about here uh, with both Panduo and Sheen, Panduo, Panduo, and Sheen Shine, whatever you want to call it. They built their the back uh, their on empire. Rock and roll. No, the the no. the empire is built on the back of ultra efficient. Supply chain. Sheen and, and talks about Sheen, uh, Shine, and Pinduo. Pinduo do a lot of common since uh, a lot in common since the PPD had great hacks for growing the demand side. What it really figured out was how to take advantage of the supply side. Interesting. Which, well, it's it's the whole thing is is I can remember once again. I'm coming up next year will be my 30th anniversary of being on the web. I've told this story before. I've told it to, matter of fact, when I used to be the guest uh, guest speaker before they, they closed down Logan's campus, I used to be a guest lecturer out there at Logan, I'm sorry? Logan College of California. Well, they closed the campus down because of, the, of, of not that the place going out of business, they closed it down because of COVID. Is it so, back open? I guess. I, you know, everybody's doing things differently, you know, but... It, yeah, they really are. There was, there was no, there's no, there were no in-person classes anymore. And I used to go, I used to do a thing on marketing and advertising. 
And, um, oh, was, was that when they all fell asleep? Yeah, when I did the videos. And, like, <laughs> a couple of my favorite things was... Which were hilarious, well, but, but BGW. But once again, the interesting thing was, most of these people were under 30. And I would always ask, I would always ask, uh, who was born after 1993? So, in other words, they would be younger than me being on the web. And there would always be, like, you know eight or ten people in the class. I was born in 95, 96. Now, keep in mind, most of these people, they're not, like, right out of high school because they've already got, like, a bachelor's degree. It, you know, it, and they're, it's like sort of being in medical school. Probably the youngest ones in there would be, like, 22 or 23. You know, so that's, 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 you know, that's, and they're going to get their chiropractic degree, their, their D, DC, uh, doctor of chiropractic. Okay, and I would always ask, okay, who, you know, who in here was born after 1993? And there would always been, like, eight or ten of them. And I would say to them, I've been on the internet longer than you've been alive. And they would go, well, that's not right. The internet's only like 10 years old. No, the internet goes back to the smartest woman in the world can tell me the exact date. She's got this somewhere. I was, I know I tell this all the time, but I was actually in, well, no, when the internet came about, I was, it was 1986. Yeah, it's a long time ago, back in the 80s. Yeah, because I worked on a Zenith uh, 20Z. Well, it was, it was. it was a government thing because what, yes, I worked for the government. Right, essentially, what it was for, and if I'm not mistaken, it was it was some kind of a communication system that they were developing in case there was like a natural disaster or a nuclear disaster. So, in other words, yes. the government agencies could communicate back and forth, and it and it like if all the phone lines went down and you know all that kind of stuff, this would be like and the whole idea behind if you know the whole the whole idea behind the the internet is what it's essentially it's a huge decentralized network it's in other words there's all these servers that are all over the world and it's not like there's one big computer server that everybody's using so if that server goes out the whole internet goes down there's various servers around the world various i mean you know like for example like you know hillary clinton had a server in a bathroom you know that's how it's gotten to the point where it's a little joke there which is true but that's a whole nother story anyway i don't get it <laughs> she had a server in her bathroom this is one of the things that the super the super conservatives are bringing up that Donald Trump got in trouble for having these documents in in his Mar-a-Lago. Uh, Hillary Clinton, and it was proved when she was Secretary of the State, she had her own unsecure server that was in the bathroom of her house that she was sending unsecured emails on to heads of state all over the world. And I'm not making so that up. So did she think that nobody would find it, considering it was in the restroom? I don't think she. I don't think she cared. I mean, see, once again, <laughs> she clearly one, didn't. Well, no, there, there's there's a there's an ignorance of technology that some people have. That you know, I mean, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm some super smart dude, but you know, some people don't realize that, like, for example. Like back in the day when cell phones first came around, everybody went, oh, cell phones are great because nobody can listen into your conversations. I had a piece of equipment that I could listen to cell phone, cell phone conversations. Now, that's first-gen cell phone stuff. And I w- this was not anything illegal. This is what's called a station monitor, which was used to fix broadcast equipment and two-way equipment. And we could put in a frequency. We could say, okay, that cell tower over there, let's put in, you know, 952.3756, and you'd plug in that frequency, and bang, you hear somebody's cell phone conversation. I don't know if you remember this or not, but back in the day, in the early days of cell phones, there were guys who were renting hotel rooms, like at 
intersections uh, like in cities of busy intersections of like interstates like like here in st louis could be like let's say they rented a hotel room out there uh, i don't know if there's a hotel room a hotel that would be I'm trying to think where there'd be a hotel real close like down, down in south county there's ho- some hotels right at the intersection of 270 255 and 55 okay these guys would rent hotel rooms and they had a little piece of equipment and it would pull off your EIN, your electronic, uh, you know, you know, your your electronic uh, uh, information network, you know, via, you know, like sort of, sort of like your, it would pull off your like your the the serial number of your of your cell phone, and they would clone that onto another cell phone, and then they would essentially get a free cell phone, and they would steal your account. Well, they changed that, and but that's the the way that that you know that. Uh, and the cellular network sort of like that as well too. It's sort of like a decentralized network. There's these cells all over the place that if one of the cells goes down, you just drive a little bit further and another cell picks you up. Anyway, I don't know how we got into that, but that's what they're talking about the deal with this Panduo duo that they're essentially they're doing things differently. And so I've never heard of them before. Somebody sent me this article. I thought to myself, I've never heard. So it's interesting. You've you've heard of Sheen, Shine, whatever they call themselves. Of course. But you've never. But heard, I'm a shopper. But you've never heard of. Well, but but see, if you're a shopper, then you should hear. You should heard about Panduo Duo. No. No. Okay. We have to take a break. And Sounds I have something contagious. I, I don't like it. I have to take a break and I have to go buy something on Panduo Duo. It's 648. Buy something for me too. It is BS.show. And yes, that's the JC Corcoran sign off song <laughs> for Friday. Glenn Fry and Party Town. Uh, JC, when he was big time in St. Louis, went on Friday, his last song, they'd play that. And was he played little drops like, hey, bud, let's party. <laughs> From what is that? Uh, Fastmont, what is that from? Fastmont at Ridgemont Highs? Fast Times at Ridgemont Highs? Well, that's, that's, Fast that's, Times at Ridgemont High. That's Sean Penn. Is that the movie? I can't is, remember. Is that yeah. the one? Hey, Dude, bud. Gnarly. He, he plays, what's his name? Patchouli or something like that in the in the movie? <laughs> what? No, something like that. Pachoni or something like that. Anyway. Too enthusiastic thumbs up. Hey, bud, let's party. And JC would play that. And that would be like the sign off. You know. Well, I was sitting there doing a little dance, you know. Yeah. And tapping my feet and snapping my fingers. And my dog is looking at me like. What, Are you nuts? What the hell's wrong with her, right? Okay. Yes. A couple she things. Was. She was giving me that face. Couple things to talk about. First off, I had an interesting call in that last break from a woman who knows what she talks about because she's in the uh, fashion industry. And she told me, of course, I can't mention where she works at because she said, do not mention where I work because she told me where she worked. But she said, first off, it's pronounced Sheehan. That's the way she says it's officially pronounced. Sheehan, S H E, like she in. You know, like she's in, like it's you know, like trendy clothing stuff like that. And Which then, it is. and then she told me something interesting about the clothing industry: that there are people, there are companies that hire people to go out to stores and buy certain brand, certain pieces of clothing retail. In other words, they're everything they're doing legit. They have a tax number on file, which means they they don't pay they don't pay sales tax. So in other words, if they're going, and that's the way it is in the state of Missouri, if you're going to buy something, like let's say if you go to Sam's Club or Costco, let's say if you're like a, a food store and you would go to Sam's Club or Costco and buy like a pallet of bread, something like that, and you have your tax number on file with Sam's Club or Costco, they don't charge you sales tax. And because essentially you're buying wholesale and you don't buy, you don't pay sales tax at wholesale. And instead you turn around when you sell it retail you sell with sales tax on it. So anyway, she told me there are companies that come in the stores in in the St. Louis area 
in certain stores in Chesterfield, and they buy, they're after certain pieces of clothing, which are very hot. They buy it, and then they sell it on Amazon for a profit. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, don't you think that's fascinating? They're literally going into retail stores where you and I can walk in. They're buying things at retail, and because these are items that are in demand, or more importantly, people are just getting so lazy where they won't leave their house, and they're just buying everything on online. They're literally buying stuff, walking into stores, physically walk, and she said that, that some of them have a company credit card that they come in, and they buy the stuff, and the, the some of the stores have already had this happen where they've been wiped out with certain items, so they essentially limit the number of pieces you can buy. But these people will go in, they know what sizes they want, they know which sizes are the sizes that most of the time will be selling on Amazon. They buy the stuff at retail, put it up on Amazon, and then sell it um, You know, at making money on it. Now, what's interesting about that is there's a lot of people that do that illegally. They just steal stuff, and then they sell it on eBay and Amazon because that's what they're talking about in San Francisco where these guys would go in. Remember, they talked, they'd go into the, when they, they lowered or they raised the limit. You could steal $950 worth of stuff, uh, you know, shoplifting in San Francisco, and you wouldn't get in, you know, you'd get a ticket. So people would go in and they were hitting the drugstores because they were selling stuff that was like in demand, like Sudafed and things like that. They were just stealing the crap out of it because they know they could get a premium fart. Because once again, if you steal it, your, your, your cost on that product is zero you know, because you haven't paid for it. It's not like you paid wholesale. You paid zero for it because you stole it. You know. Well, thank you for giving well, the no, kids of America today no, but the, but, the um, idea of a new business. They've said all along there's X amount of stuff that's being sold on eBay and a lot of different e-commerce sites that is stolen merchandise. And I want to know what the deal is with all these places that offering up, you know, mystery where you sit there and you, you buy a pallet full of Amazon stuff oh, that you has know been what? delivered or returned I, can or whatever. I, can I tell you something? I know somebody used to do that. We'll talk about that next break. And they made a ton of money at it. And it wasn't – they bought it I, – I hear – we'll talk about the next break. They would buy pallets of stuff yes yes okay okay we'll talk about that next break it's pretty interesting it's not as it's not as as lucrative as it used to be because everybody's in you know once again everybody's doing everybody's it. doing it now okay we have to take a break at 659 break. it is bs.show one of my favorite country songs tracy trace i was going to say tracy bird but i just remembered you know he that's why his name is his real name is tracy atkins but they changed his name because Tracy Bird came around at the same time. It's like the same. I don't know if I've told you a story about it. this. Is like my country music uh, uh, trivia stuff. There was a guy by the name of there was a guy by the name of Doug Brooks, who become became like a big country star in like right around the early nineties. Brooks you know, and Dunn. No, his name was Doug Brooks, but uh, okay. they changed his name to Doug Stone because that was when when. Garth Brooks was around, so they didn't want to have him oh, confused. Okay. So he his real him name his genes. Right. His Ooh. real name was Doug Brooks. And they go like, Well, we got a problem because everybody's gonna go, oh, it's like Garth Brooks' brother. So they changed his name to Doug Stone. Anyway, uh country are 
uh, women like, what's the name of that song again? <laughs> women like country boys. Ladies like country boys. Okay, Trace Atkins, who's my personal hero. Because yes, he is. I told this story almost every time I play that song. Yes, you do. I read about in his bio, he's had all these weird things happen to him. First off, when he was like 16 years old, had a terrible accident where his nose, God, I shouldn't laugh about this. He was in a, he, in a pickup truck. Of course, he's in a pickup truck. He ran into the back of a school bus. And the, the accident caused him to have his nose pretty much chopped off his face. So they had to do reconstructive surgery on his face. Then he had something wrong happen to his hand. He was on, a, he was on an oil platform, like in the Gulf Coast, uh, and he, was, he had something wrong with his hand. And he made sure that they put his hand back together so he could play the guitar. And then, I don't know which wife was his wife number one, no, wife number two. They had a little bit of a fight, and things went from bad to worse. She got out a gun and shot him, and the bullet went into his chest, went through one of his lungs, his heart, and his other lung, and came out the other side, and he lived. <laughs> that is what you call one tough hombre. When I was, I knew that you were going to say hombre. When you I get, was going to say something else. When but... your wife shoots you, the bullet goes through. Excuse me, goes through both your lungs and your heart, and you survive. And you're still out there singing, that's one tough SOB, or one TMF, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. okay. Okay, I got it. We talked about this last break. Um, first off, I had someone call me out on saying that what I was saying was not true, that there's all sorts of stolen goods that's being sold on the uh, internet sites. I'm rip. I'm looking at an they article. They probably are on marketplace. I'm looking at an article that was published June seventeenth, twenty twenty two. So we're talking like little over a couple two uh, two months ago. Okay, or June, July, August, right? Okay, a couple months ago. Okay, and and it's, this is on CNBC. This is not some you know Brad's website kind of stuff. Stolen goods sold on Amazon, eBay, or face and Facebook are causing havoc for major retailers. And it talks about here, over the past year, large-scale robberies have swept through stores like Louis Vuitton, blah, 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 blah. Lawrence, law enforcement and retailers have warned the public that this isn't traditional shoplifting. Rather, they're seeing is a theft organized by criminal networks. They're stealing the stuff in these stores, and they're putting it on eBay, on, on Amazon, and on Facebook. Um, and it talks about how it's gotten worse. Amazon, eBay, and Facebook are places where these stolen goods are being sold, and critics say they're not doing enough to put an end to the racket. Companies disagree. Amazon, for instance, says it's spent more, blah, 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 blah. On rail, online retailers have long distinguished themselves from traditional brick-and-mortar chains by saying that when it comes to third-party sellers, they're just a marketplace, unlike products. But what's happening is uh, all the big stores, Home Depot, Best Buy, Walgreens, Kroger, and other companies sent a letter to lawmakers asking to crack down on online marketplaces by requiring stricter verification of sellers. In other words, if you're going to sell something on Amazon, if you're going to sell like clothing on Amazon, Amazon should say to you, okay, tell me how you sourced this clothing. Where did you get it from? Did you buy it from a retailer? Did you buy it from a wholesaler? Was this like... Uh, you know, stuff that you acquired through a, a company going out of business, a retailer went out of business, you bought up their entire store. It's going on all the time. So some of the stuff you may own right now, and I'm not saying everything, but some of the stuff you may own that you bought on eBay or Amazon or on Facebook Marketplace could have been stolen. And once again, the cost of doing business for those people whatever their gas is to go to the store and steal stuff because essentially the product costs them nothing.
because if you know how retailers make money, they buy essentially wholesale and they turn it around and sell it retail, which is interesting because because it's the exact. I've thought about this it, when I go to my favorite place down there in in Valley Park, my recycling place. And once again, everybody says I'm not green, but I'm very green. I recycle stuff all the you time. You are green. I recycle. Super green. You know that I recycle stuff all the yes, time. Yes, you do. I've got recycling bins here at the radio station. I've got yes, my. Yes, you do. I got my can crusher. I crush up my aluminum you totally cans. Totally do. I'm telling you. And people go, I don't. I don't believe you. You don't believe that. I. And matter of fact, he really does. I He's have got a, a can crusher. I have a routine with used equipment here at the radio station. You know my routine. I put it on eBay for a dollar. Okay, starting bid a dollar, and I I do this all the time. Most of the time it sells, but if it doesn't sell for a dollar, I take it and I literally tear it apart. And recycle it. Most of the stuff, most of the equipment we have has like aluminum in it. It's like aluminum chassis and stuff like that. I'll literally take it apart, you know, uh, like, and what's crazy about it is sometimes I can take the things apart. Like, for example, I had a piece of equipment recently that I put on eBay and nobody touched it. It was on there for seven days, dollar, nobody bid on it. Okay. So I tore it apart and I took like three or four of the parts and I put those on eBay and I sold them for like 30 bucks. You know, like that's sort of weird. It is always advantageous to um, take apart something well, and, and part it out as opposed to selling it in one big swoop. There's guys now on eBay and, and Facebook Marketplace making a good living doing this with cars. Where they, I mean, like, you know, Junkyard's been doing this for years. But, and like, for example, through the years, I have a couple clients that... I have told, man, you need to you need to put this stuff on eBay. Oh, it's too much work. I what do you mean it's too much? It work? is a lot of work, well, actually. It, but it is work. But it's sort of like it's like okay, and like we talked about before we went to break, we talked about the people buying pallets. Okay, that's not as profitable as it used to be because there's a lot of competition because you bid on the pallets. I knew a husband and wife couple back in the day that did this, and they almost exclusively bought their stuff from Macy's. They would buy pallets of stuff from Macy's and they would there would be like they I can't remember how they did it there was some site they would go to I think it was actually Macy's site where there was something like Macy's had their liquidation center or something like that and they would show you a picture and it would go like here's a pallet and literally it was a it was a shipping pallet sometimes you know it was stacked with boxes sometimes it was like a big bin you know you see some of those shipping pallets have like it's like a big bin you throw stuff in sometimes it was stuff that was all shrink wrapped onto a pallet and they would say, okay, this pallet bid on this. And they would bid on this. And then the pallets would get shipped to them. Tractor Taylor would show up at their place. They had a forklift, the whole bid. They had a warehouse they used. They'd unload the, you know, the tractor trailer, put all the stuff in, and they'd go through, and then they'd put it on eBay. And, and they, but sometimes, what's interesting, sometimes they would resell the pallets. They would go through the pallet and say, okay, this pallet has 42 pairs of Levi jeans, and it has 10 pairs of, you know, of Calvin Klein jeans, and it has, you know, so in other words, they would go through and categorize what was in the pallet, or if it like it was like appliances and stuff like that, it says 32 boxes of Magic Chef, you know, cookie maker or something like that, and they would resell the entire pallet and make money that way. Now, it's not as profitable as it used to be uh, because of the fact that, matter of fact, I don't know if you know this, we talked about this about a month or so ago, that some of the stores are actually, it, it's it's so expensive for them to handle returns, they're telling you, just keep it. Have you ever gotten anything wrong from Amazon and you try to return? They go, eh, just keep it. You ever had it happen to you before? No. Ha- it, it happened to me last week. 
They well, sent, it's happened to you years ago too. Well, they had they sent me. Yeah. Well, matter of fact, that was. I mean, you no, you you no, did well. No, no, <laughs> that was the story. That was a screw up with FedEx. That, oh, FedEx. That okay. FedEx stuck a label on something I bought. Something I bought. Apparently, the label came off, and somebody stuck it on another box. And the and what I was buying was like a a a, a little a, an FM receiver for our transmitter site that was like used and it was like seventy five bucks and used and it got stuck on a computer and I went to pick it up at FedEx and I go this isn't my package yeah it's your package it's got a label on it. it's got isn't that you yeah but this is what I ordered and you could tell that the label had been and reapplied it came off another box and I said to the guy I go but this isn't mine. And, and matter of fact, even to the point where I could peel back the label and see who it was, was supposed to go to. It was, it was something, and it was a computer. And I said, this isn't mine. I took it back to the store and the guy argues with me. It's got your name on it, doesn't it? But this isn't what I ordered. I ordered this and this is not this. I ordered a, um, a, a, a package of Q-tips and what I got was well i got a computer i got a <laughs> yes a, you did i got a new computer out of it and the guy the guy and at it FedEx, was a nice one too yes the guy at fedex said to me i'm like i want that the guy at fedex says to me he says i'm sorry your labels your name's on the label it's your box i go but what i was ordering was like a 75 dollars used piece of equipment this is like a thousand dollar computer and the guy goes damn not my problem your name's on the box it's yours now i'm going like i can't believe it so once again, I ended up ordering a used piece of equipment that cost me 75 bucks. I ended up with a $1,000 computer, which was like, okay. And the FedEx the FedEx guy, at one point in time, I went to the store. I, I tell you, was, I, I picked it up at the store in Clarkson out there in, in Chesterfield. And the lady was, you know, somewhat nice to me. But I, I said to her, I said, I said, I said, ma'am, I said, this is not what I, this is not my box. I said, you can see there's another label underneath there. Matter of fact, I peeled it up. I go... That's who it's supposed to go to. She goes, I'm sorry, you, your label's on top, so that's yours. So apparently the manager was listening, and he comes, you know, are you having a problem, sir? And I said, I am, in fact. You know, this is not did what his, I ordered. Did smoke come out of his no, and I, nose, I, and he was like, in, you know, in, rubbing his feet on the ground? In front of stomping. him, I peeled up the label, and I go, look, someone stuck the label for my package and once again, it was a small package, a small little little FM, a little rack mount FM receiver. And it was going to use one of the transmitter sites. And I go, somebody took that label and stuck it on this box. This is not what I ordered. And I didn't open it. So I went back the next day. I thought to myself, I remember this different manager. I go back there as a different manager. The guy saying, sir, sir, you, you know, we know that you, you, they told us you came in yesterday and you argued about this. Uh, we're sorry. Your label's on the label. So I go back to the radio station, open up the box, and he says, whatever's in that box is yours because it's got a label on it. So I open up the box, and it's a $1,000 computer. And I'm going, yep. this is crazy. And, and oh, I peeled back the label, and I could tell who the other company was that was supposed to get it. And I'm going like, okay, what do I do? So I called the 800 number for FedEx, and what did they tell me? Keep it. <laughs> I, go, I go, keep it. And I go, but apparently there's a company, another company that's not going to get their $1,000 computer. And the lady says to me, well, they'll just claim it and they'll just, well, the, the company, they'll claim it and that company's insured. They'll just send them another one. Okay. Wow. Fine. Yeah, I'm going like, okay, fine. All righty then. Yeah, I mean, I tried, to re I tried to return it twice 
And both times you they did. said, I remember, I remember that. that. I'm going like, this is so weird. And to this day, as a matter of fact, the computer's in the other studio. It's running right now. It's like, this is so weird. Okay. Things to talk about this morning. Da, 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 da. Uh, I talked about this yesterday. Highway lanes. Talked about, um, oh, this is bizarre. Sylvester Stallone. Did you know he was married for 25 years? I did know that. Her name was her, her name is Jennifer Flavin. She filed for a divorce after 25 years of marriage to Sylvester Stallone. Here's oh, the. Oh, I'm so sorry for that. Here's the. Is it recently? Uh, filed paperwork August 19th. So just just. Oh, honey, I'm just, so sorry. Still. Just, just Monday, right? Court records yeah. show that Flavin 54, a former model. Gee, can you imagine that? Sylvester Sloan is what, like 80? She's like 20. He's she's not like, 80. He's 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 close to 80. Oh, he is not. He's close to. Oh, I'll look it up in a minute. Let me he's read this. He's like 70 max. I guarantee he's way older than 70. Court records show that Flavin 54, a former model. Gee, I never would have guessed that. Filed paperwork August 19th in Palm Beach. Now, here's what's interesting. <laughs> what? Four days later, Stallone covered a large tattoo of Flavin on his right bicep with an image of butt kiss hit his bull mastiff that appeared alongside him in the movie Rocky. So four days after <laughs> four he, he he made it into a bull mastiff? Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let, let me read you the story. Four, That's pretty funny. Four days later, Stallone <laughs> covered a large tattoo of Flavin on his right bicep with an image of Butkus, his bull mastiff that appeared alongside in the movie Rocky. Now get this. Wait till you read the rest of the story. This is where it gets interesting. The tattoo artist Zach Perez posted a pic of his work on the actor to Instagram feed, according to the New York Post. And this is what he posted. This is the, the tattoo artist. Greatest man day in my tattoo career, he wrote. Thank you for trusting me with your tattoo today. And he and he 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 ascends this to official Sly Stallone. Now here's where it gets gets interesting. But the post was quickly scrubbed as commenters were abuzz in social media over the perceived affront to his wife and the status of their marriage. A spokesperson for Stallone, Michelle Bega, in a statement to the Daily Mail, dismissed speculate, speculation that the new body art indicated their union was on the rocks. And this is this is PR lady. It's a little bit more on the rocks. You don't go to that <laughs> okay. to that depth of retatting <laughs> uh, no, when it's no. just on the rocks. Wait till you hear this. This is what his PR lady said. Okay, quote: Mr. Stallone intended to refresh the tattoo image of his wife Jennifer. However, the results were unsatisfactory and unfortunately unfixable. <laughs> so they're saying that he goes in to have his tattoo of his he wife. He <laughs> No, no, he's he's having it refreshed. So, so in other words, and he's having it refreshed, and 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 then she, and then the, the the spokesperson goes on to say, as a result, he had to cover the original image with the tattoo of his dog from Rocky, butt kiss. So in other words, they're claiming. He went in to to get his t- wife, his tattoo image of his wife, Jennifer, refreshed. Now, have you ever had, you got a tattoo, right? I do. Do you, Does your tattoo ever need to be refreshed? Um, quite frankly, yes. It's going to be refreshed by uh, O'Fallon Inc. Why does it need to be refreshed? What happens to it that needs to be refreshed? Because it gets dull. You know, the ink fades. Okay, so in other words. I've had it for 20 years so in other words in other words you're saying that that you believe the fact that he went in to have his wife's tattoo no i don't believe that but it 
It's a possibility. <laughs> Let me read the official statement again. This is good. Mr. Stallone intended to refresh the tattoo image of his wife, Jennifer. However, the results were unsatisfactory and unfortunately unfixable. <laughs> As a result, he had to cover the original image with a tattoo of his dog from Rocky Butkus. <laughs> Flavin had already refueled concern that uh, the trouble in paradise when she posted a picture of Instagram of herself with her daughters. These girls are my priority. Nothing else matters. The four of us forever, she wrote August 10th. He's got four daughters, and I'm telling you, she is Was a— Was that woman? Yes, she is a knockout, and all, all, four of her, all, all four of her daughters are knockouts. Now, I mean, they're all beautiful people. Okay, now, once again, you. so I'm going to ask you, before I officially go on to my source or Wikipedia, and I'm going to say, you say Sil- Sylvester Sloan is—you say he's 70? Yeah. I Maybe say, a little older, I but say, not much. I say he's closer to 80, if not no. 80. Okay, let's find out here. Let's the official source. Dun, 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 Sylvester dun, dun, Stallone. Dun. Oh, my God. I won this one. What? He's 76. See, I told you. I, who, he, I, I said, I'm the one that said he was in his 70s. I said he was closer. You said he was closer to 70. I said he was closer to 80. I said Guess what? a little older, but not much. I won 76. That's closer. Dude, to, it was a tie, if anything. 76 is closer to 80 than, than it is to 70. Dude, you owe me lunch, and it's not going to be at Freddy's. 76. He was, I was right. He's born July 6, 1946. You know he's got a college hey degree, up, buddy. Miami Dade College, University of Miami. Can I can I tell you something? One of the listeners to the show, God, I've got a lot of inter, listener interaction this morning. And by the way, Shelly, thanks. For, we've got our new own social media post, uh, social media site, Westplex.social. Shelly has just been burning that server up. Matter of fact, I just got an, a warning from my my server that too much activity. The the server can't handle it because Shelly's just posting like her little her little you know num nums off on Westplex.social. Um, anyway, I got a thing yesterday from one of the listeners to the show, and the woman is a college advisor, and she's heard Did, me. Oh, she heard you spew off about don't go to college it's a waste well she's heard that and she's on a couple occasions has sent me nasty posts to that effect good or nasty text but thank you college she told advisor. me that one of the one of her students and i won't say what university this is one of her students uh, an incoming freshman or no actually it's a one it has it's a freshman because college already started it's already started but they're they have an undeclared major they're just taking general studies right now and they have talked to her about possibilities of what she would want to major in because she's not exactly sure yet. And this lady, who is a college advisor, listens to the show, wants me to advise her on why I'm so negative on journalism. Because one of the areas of interest this young lady is interested in is journalism. And I am going to, she's going, I'm going to text her back today and say, give me your phone number. I will call you. I will tell you why. You should not be putting anybody into the journalism program. Are you serious? I am as a heart attack because it's a waste of time, effort, and money. Oh, my God. So we have a listener. It's a total waste. That is um, a college. Talking about her future. No, 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 no. And she has the world. The world is her oyster. She She feels that she wants to. Be a journalist. No, no, no. Make a difference. And you're going to tell her no. She's a college advisor. And one of her, one of the people, one of the young women that's coming, one of her students 
has come in to talk to her. She's a freshman. One of that the, listens to us. No, no. The, 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 this, the girl who is the, the young college student does not listen to us. This is the college advisor. She's, okay. I would assume she sound, sounds like she's in her 40s or 50s. She's, this is a job she's had for a while. And, and she, she works at a university. I won't say which one. And people come and talk to her. She deals a lot with freshmen. And they don't know what they want to do. Uh, and this woman, this young student has come in and given her like, I have four options. I have, you know, bunk, bunk, bunk. And one of them is journalism. And she wants to talk to me about my recommendation on telling this young lady if she should study journalism. And I will call her Brad? and say, absolutely, positively, uh, no way. I, 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 Shelly, it's like, no, it's ridiculous. No. No, journalism no, no, is, no, 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 journalism blah, 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 blah. Journalism That's is, all I'm going to say. Journalism is dead. It's dead. Journalism is dead. Hmm. I mean, I mean, like, for example, I can, I can go through any website. I can go through any website. I don't care if it's Fox, CNN, you know, any website. And I can pick the stories apart as a journalist. They'll go, nope, that's not right. That's opinion. Nope, nope, nope. That's an assumption. No, I mean, once again, journalism is not giving your opinion because, and, and the reason why journalism is dead is because the reason that Rush Limbaugh was able to uh, get a huge following is because he was on the opposite end of most journalists. Journalists, for the most part, are liberals. And, and Rush Limbaugh comes along, he's conservative. Why did Fox News, till this day, why does Fox News do great? Because of the fact that they present a different viewpoint from, quote-unquote, the mainstream journalists. You know, when you got somebody like, like you know, Sean Hannity, who's saying, hey, you know, that Dan Rather, he's full of bull. And it was proved that, that Dan Rather actually lied about stuff. Because he had his politi- Dan Rather. Yes. Oh, I do not believe that. He got fired no, from. C- he I got, do not believe that. He got. You don't know about the, the Dan Rather that I know. The Dan Rather got involved with a deal with a deal with George W. Bush. It has to do with a letter which was fake and 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 it was proven to be fake. And Dan Rather promoted the letter. It was some letter. It was there was trashing George W. So Bush. So he made a st- made a mistake. He knew the letter was fake. And he said, How do you know that? Because it came out in the story. Shelly, I know people in the in work. I know people that work at other radio stations right now that are quote unquote. I mean, don't you think that if we got a new realm of journalists, that um, no, that that it would improve no. and change? No, no. You have to be the change that you wish in okay. the world, Brad. Next break, I will read you the story of what happened recently at a podcast convention. And it will prove my point to you. It will prove my point to you that it that once again journalism is dead because once again. Okay, you remember that song, sadness. Yeah, sadness. Sadness, part one. Yes. What about? Okay, it? this is what I have to say to you. <sighs> <laughs> That's not what she does in the song. She's I know, doing. But <sighs> That's not what she does. <laughs> Move on. You're wrong. Okay. And I disagree. Next break, I will read you the story that is emblematic of how journalism is D E A D with no. a capital D E A D. I disagree. You're, it's you're messing dead. with people's lives. Shelly, Stop it. I can pick any story. Once again, I'm a guy. I have two journalism degrees. Okay. Yes, I st- Brad, we know. I started a news network here in St. Louis and ran it for three or four years. Okay. I had great people working for me. We turned out some really good journalism, some yes. award winning stuff. We broke stories in St. Louis. And 
There were times when we had people call us. Matter of fact, I can to this day tell you a story about a guy who worked at another radio station who shall remain nameless, who called me up one day, and this guy was an attorney, and we had a story about him which we had proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. We had witnesses in the whole bit. He called me up one day, very matter-of-factly, said, Hey, Brad, you know who this is? I go, no. I, matter of fact, I'll tell you who's off air. He says, uh, you ran a story on your news network about me this morning. I guess, yeah, we did. He says, you making money with your company? I go, matter of fact, we are making a little money with the company. He says, good, because when I own it, I'm going to make more money, and you're going to be on the street corner selling pencils <laughs> because I'm going to own your company. Because what you wrote about me was false. And I said, okay. The big F, huh? I said, I said, I said, you know what? Bring it on. And he hung up on me. And guess what? I, what? Ne- I never heard from him again because we had, we had, we had done our work. We had numerous sources. And one of the sources was a cop who arrested this guy. You know, we had the whole story. Isn't there some kind of HIPAA? When you get arrested? No, not if it, no, not with HIPAA. I mean, it's, it automatically goes on the blotter. No, HIPAA's medical stuff. You know. I know it's HIPAA. I, it, it, never mind, Brad. Oh, look, it's 637 It is BS.show. I'm telling you, one of my all-time favorite songs, Dean Martin. Mine, too. I was just telling him off air, Brad off air, that my mom... She was she was an older mom right. when she had me, right? And so she was into the big band, yes. And she would play that when we would, except for when she backed down the driveway. She could never listen to the radio and back down the driveway at the same time. My mom could never but, listen to the radio, but keep huh? going. Never mind, keep going. Oh my gosh! <laughs> anyway, she would sit there and those songs would be playing, and she'd be tapping her little I'm feet telling you. and you know tapping her little hand on the steering wheel. You know, it was the cutest thing. What's interesting? Thank you for playing that. that that music was par- pretty much like my parents' generational music, okay? Yes. Which, and same thing with you. You talked about your mom enjoyed it. Now, what's interesting yes, is she did. there's a whole new generation, like the X's, the Y's, or the Z's, whatever they are now, who yeah, are, who are getting into this kind of music. You know, I mean, it's interesting because sometimes, like I've told you the story that like even like my one son, by the way, I need to call him, um, my one son, I told you the story that one day I got in his car He's, t- he's picking me up from somewhere, and I get in his car, and he's got a CD playing. Of course, you know, once again, his dad's in the radio business. He's got a CD playing, you know, which, once again. Well, at least he's not on that <laughs> oh. satellite thing. Yeah, well, at least he's not listening to God Squad Radio. Anyway. So, There's that. <laughs> so I'm listening to this guitar, like, you know, like like it sounds like Casey. You know, some guy just shredding a guitar. And I'm going like, who's that? And he goes, that's John Mayer. I go, John Mayer? Like your body's a wonderland, John Mayer? And he goes, and he goes, yeah. And I go, no, that's not John Mayer. John Mayer has this other side to him that John Mayer is like one of the, he's like, I think he's listed on the Rolling Stones list of top 100 guitarists. And he's on there like with Eric Clapton and people like that. John Mayer is this incredibly talented guitarist who can just shred with the best of them. And you, know, you listen to most of his music, and it's like, your body's a wonderland, dunk to dunk to dunk, you know, your body's a wonderland, dunk to dunk to dunk, you know, chords, you know, I'm going like, holy cow. You know, it's one of those things, and, and here, he's, 
he likes John Mayer because John Mayer is like this. You know, John Mayer's touring with the revival of the Grateful Dead, where they call it Dead Dead Again or something like that. We're deadheads or, yeah, our brains are really fried because we used to live to all these Grateful Dead music for years. I think that's the name of the group or something like that. Anyway, okay, a couple things to talk about. Uh, I digress on that. Okay, <laughs> I got to tell the lemonade story, okay? <laughs> oh, were you? <laughs> okay. Do that. I I read a story years ago. I am in a, I I've been essentially an entrepreneur pretty much my entire life. I mean, I can tell you stories about I can tell you one of the stories that I never told you before. Years ago, I bought a lot of lawn tractors. I bought 10 of them that were used for the Terminal Railroad Association and what they were, they were like Massey Ferguson lawn tractors, like 12 horsepower lawn tractors and they were used in the rail yards in East St. Louis, and they had welding tanks on the back of them. So these guys would drive up and down the, the, the rail yards in East St. Louis, and they would repair, like, you know, rail cars with the welding tanks. And, and so, in other words, they took the lawnmowers off of them, so the lawnmowers had never been used. They just pulled the lawn decks, and they just used them, like, almost like today they'd probably be using, like, a side-by-side or an ATV or something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, something like the workers would, would throw the tools in the back and stuff like that. Yes. So I bid on this, and I won this auction. I got 10 of these, and I got delivered to them. And I, I essentially made out of 10, and most of them didn't run. They were in bad shape. A couple of them had broken axles, stuff like that. So out of 10 of them, I, I fixed them up, and I made like six good ones, and I sold them. Okay? Made a little money on that. Okay? So years ago, I remember hearing, and I don't even, can't remember who said it. They said... Whenever you see some young kids selling lemonade, buy some. Even if yes. you even if you go buy it and you take a sip and it's the world's worst lemonade and you throw it out as you drive down the street, yep. buy lemonade. So Absolutely. I won't tell you where I was. Okay. But today's Friday. On Tuesday, I was no, it's Wednesday. I was in a location which shall remain nameless and I'm driving down the street and I see a kid and it looks like his mom and maybe a neighbor who were selling lemonade. And I drove right by it, and I couldn't pull over because I had a car behind me. So I went around the block, came around the block, and parked down the street a little bit and walked up. And I pulled. I had the money in my hand. The only thing I had was a 20. And this little kid, little boy, probably four or five years old, walks right up to me and grabs the 20 from me. Okay? and Was he the one with the stand yes he's selling the lemonade he grabs <laughs> he walks up to me he like walks up to me and takes the 20 out of my hand okay and i'm thinking and his mom and it turned out it was his mom and his grandmother so in other words it was three generations it was a kid his mom and the kid's grandmother so in other words you know the grandmother the mother and the son okay so i said to the one lady i go i go your son just grabbed that that 20 bill right out of my hand i go he's a natural born salesperson and she looks at me and she smiles and she says, we don't have any change. <laughs> That's what she said to me. We uh-huh. don't have go. <laughs> so I said, no change, huh? And she goes, no, we don't have any change. And how old was this person? I'd say she's probably maybe 25, 30 years old. Uh-huh. Kid was like four years old. And the grandmother pipes in, yeah, we don't have any change. So <laughs> I said, well, I guess I just paid $20 for a cup of lemonade. And they go, thank you. I got my car left. <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself. You know what? That's probably, there was probably two good takeaways to, for that child. <laughs> well, and one, let mom run things because you'll get rich. Pretty because- <laughs> much because women can run things better than men.
<laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, mostly. I'm thinking to myself, they didn't say they didn't, you know, they weren't like, oh, hey, let me run down the street and get some change. And the funny part of it is, they're across the street from a place that I know had change. So in other words, don't you think that if you were running a lemonade stand and you were going to have people, that would be like going into a store and saying, hey, I got a $20 bill. Oh, sorry, we'll have to keep it. We don't have any change. You don't have any change, that catcher? No, no change whatsoever. Well, you know, matter of fact, you're our first customer today, and we have no money in the cash register. So we'll just take your whole 20 So I, I, I drove away, and I thought to myself, okay, uh, once again, I say to myself, my, and, and, so? and the crazy thing was, the crazy thing was, and here's the part here's the part of the story that I'll admit I fully intended to give the kid the whole 20. I didn't really want any change. I was going to like because I can still remember. I can still remember like it happened to me yesterday when I was a curb boy at Steak and Shake. I was a curb boy at Steak and Shake. It was cold, it was raining. I was like near, near the end of my shift. It was 12:30 in the morning. I'd school the next morning. I'm soaked. You know, my feet are cold because my, you know, my, my shoes, we had to wear these special kind of stupid black shoes, which, you know, weren't waterproof. I was miserable. I was FM, if you know what that is, okay? And it's not magic, okay? Put it together. And a dude drives in. I mean, I can still, I can still close my eyes and see his face. I can tell you what kind of car he was driving. He was driving a 65 Chevrolet Impala two-door fastback, okay? This is how the impact it made on me. He drove in, and he says, hey, bud, I just need a cup of coffee. And at the time, coffee was like, I don't know, 50 cents or something like that. So I, you know, go to the window, put the order in, bring his cup of coffee. And he says, hey, man, can you give me some sugar and some creamer? So I go back to the window and give him the stuff. And he hands me a 10. He says, have a nice night. And he leaves. So I made $9.50 tip on one guy. And I'll never forget that. You know, it's it, that is cool. And I have a story similar to that, meaning I used to work. I always had a primary job that was like an adult job. And then... Adult job? You mean over east side? <laughs> yes, Brad. That's exactly what I mean. Because inevitably, I, I did end up there. Okay. But oh. what I'm saying is... Um, I worked for, I always had a second job and it was in the food industry. I was always a waitress and cause you always have cash and, um, yeah. So I worked at Poe folks. You remember Poe folks? I know exactly where you worked in North County. Yeah. My wife worked there. She did? Yeah. When? Long time ago. And you know what? Well, yeah, because it's been I, closed forever. I know. I know. Yeah, the, I worked there. I know the story you're going to tell. She made a ton of money there. She did. I mean, or I did. Yeah, I, she you know, she I made did. a ton of money there. She paid my bills, put it that She way. was making more money at the time. That was early in my career, before I had any kids. I, early in my radio career. She was making more money working three nights a week than I was working working six days a week on the air at the old KSLQ. I was working. I, I was working six days a week on the air as a DJ at the number two station in St. Louis, and my wife was working at Poe Folks as a restaurant, making more money than I was. How I, I do believe that. Well, I worked at Poe Folks. So I worked there for a couple of years. Yeah, she did too. And we probably worked there at the same time. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. But anyway, I remember I was closing, and this lovely young lady um, was sitting there, and she had dinner. And she left 
and left me like five twenties. Really? What was the as bill? My tip. What was the bill? I don't know. I don't remember that. I just remember what an impact that made. Yeah. And so it was really, I mean, I just, you know, I just was so thankful. So what I went to a club somewhere, not that night, but you know, <laughs> I later, bet you did. <laughs> and I, that woman was working there. And so I was able to do the same thing. Give me I a break. She was there. a waitress. Yes. At a club you went to. Yes. And you gave her back the money. I did. Get out. She was working hard. Get out. I mean, it was, you know, weeks after, so but did, I remembered her did, and did, I thought. Did she recognize you? I don't know. I can't remember those specifics. I just remember, you know, my, I go by Maya Angelo, Angelou. Yeah. A person will forget what you said. A person will forget what you did, but a person will never forget how you made them feel. That is so true. And that that can't be Maya Angelou because I understood that. <laughs> Maya Angelou to me is when people my, here's Maya Angelou. They're birds that fly. They're sky that's green. The road has stripes, and you'll never know what your washing machine can do. That's like Maya Angelou. Like, okay, what the she hell? She is not like <laughs> that. She's it's like in depth and no, lovely, and the, she doesn't. But anyway, I saw that no. in the principal's office one time. And I've never forgotten that. It, there's no way that and was, was my. I was able to pay back that if, lady. If you can understand a Maya Angelou poem, poem or quote, it's not her; it's somebody else. That would really. I'm telling you, it's like dude, what she stop did. Stop it. She did at at Obama's inauguration. She did her thing. I'm going like, I have no idea what she's talking about. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm a dude with two college degrees. Here's a woman who's supposedly the poet laureate of the, I think that's, or she was actually got the title at the time, the poet laureate of the United States. I have no idea what she's talking about because you know what the problem is? My problem is, you know what I like? Poetry. There once was a man from Nantucket. You know, that's, yeah, kind of, yes, that's the kind of I stuff. I know that's, 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 that's the kind of stuff that I, I like. That. You know, I mean, like, 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 you know, I'm, she, her stuff is just like, what the hell is she saying? You know, I mean, once one of my bosses used to always say this. One of my first program directors in the radio business, he says, and I still remember, I can remember his quote word for word. He says, an effective communicator can communicate with an economy, economy of, words. of words. An economy of words. I'm not that words. person. I'm very well, Neither am I. So, <laughs> so I mean, you're and, you're more you're more and, you know and, economy ish. And, and what's word, interesting? Word economical. If you go back, if you go back and listen to some of the big popular DJs from the '60s and early '70s, that's exactly what they did. They said things on the intros of songs. You know, they talk up the intro of a song. It's eight seconds. They would tell you something that would stick with you for the rest of your life in, uh, you know, in eight second intro, you know, over the intro of a of a Beatles song that stuck with you the rest of your life. Go, whoa, you know, and that's that's now we've got all these blathering idiots like you and me on the radio. <laughs> well, it is a show about nothing. <laughs> Who talk and talk and talk and people go what the never hell? make any sense. Sometimes want to kill each other. <laughs> somebody gets oh into. Oh my her, god, are we married? <laughs> somebody gets into. Somebody gets into a car right now and we're playing and and you know the the like it's a carpool and the the driver <laughs> the, the passenger gets in and goes. Who are these two jerks? Oh, I don't know. I, I turn it on because they're so stupid. It's so funny to listen to because they don't make any sense. They're sort of like my Angelo poems. 
Oh, stop it. Don't ever diss on Maya. Ever. Okay, we have to take a break. That's a cardinal rule. (laughs) Cardinal rule. Boy, I just had, you know, it's funny you should bring up cardinal rule because I had Uh somebody invoke the cardinal rule on me just recently. And I told I told you about it yesterday. Don't you remember? Yeah, I, I remember it. All. <laughs> I was I had someone invoke a cardinal rule on me, and they go, "You violated a cardinal rule." I go, and I said back that I go, "I never liked the Cardinals anyway." Seven fifty three. Uh maybe we should call it Rat Pack Friday. We play Dean Martin, and we play Sammy Davis Jr., who is an incredible was unfortunately he's long since gone, an incredibly talented person. He truly was. He has more talent in his little toenail on his right foot than I have in my entire body. And I'm telling you, there's an interesting story about, and if you don't know the deal, Sammy Davis Jr. is a black man, okay? Mm-hmm. And, He's a Jewish black man. Yes. Interesting story about him is that he was a member of the Rat Pack. You know, you know, it's funny. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people who have really sort of gotten into the Rat Pack whole thing. You know, like a lot of younger people sort of fascinated by the whole thing when Las Vegas was different than it is right now. Mm-hmm. And... um he got into a situation where when he came to originally to Las Vegas to perform, he was not allowed to stay in the regular hotels yep. because he was black. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting was, do you know who championed his cause? Who? Frank Sinatra with Good the with the help of Dean Frank. Martin. And they picketed some of the Las Vegas hotels because they would not allow black people. And at the time, you know, by today's standards, they were making like nothing. But back in the day, they were making big bucks, you know, singing at the casinos, performing at the casinos. Um, and they were like the big draw in Las Vegas, you know, Sammy Davis Jr., uh, Dean Martin, um, you know, Frank Sinatra, things like that. So Frank Sinatra and I believe Dean Martin, I know for sure Frank Sinatra, but Dean Martin picketed some of the same casinos that were paying him. So in other words, here he was at night singing in the in the hotels, you know, doing his routine. And then during the day, he's out there on the picket line with a bunch of black people, including Sammy Davis Jr. And finally, they they sw- they got the casinos to allow black people. And especially, once again, here's Sammy Davis Jr. who's performing at the casinos, and he can't stay at the casino hotel. He's got to stay at another hotel, which is for black people. Now, was that right? No, that was wrong. And once again, we've righted lots of wrongs in our country. That was a terrible thing that happened for decades, for centuries, okay? Yeah, I agree. It doesn't happen anymore. It does not. It's gone. It's dead. And there's still people that want to revive that. I don't get it. I mean, as a black person, as a white person, you look at some of these successful entrepreneurs today, some of the successful, you know, entertainers, they're all over the place. They're from, you know, all over the world. They're, you know, different, you know, different races, different religions. It's just like, once again... Things have changed, and I say for the good, you know? And once again, back in the day, Frank Sinatra got a lot of pushback. A lot of people that were Frank Sinatra fans and said, well, he likes that black guy, so we don't like Frank Sinatra anymore. You know what? Give it a rest. You know? Yeah, that didn't phase him, evidently. You know, you cut any of us, and we bleed the same color blood. You know what I'm uh-oh. saying? What's uh-oh? It's 801. Oh, we blew it. We're way late. But... I'm glad that he championed the cause. Okay, we're way late, so I'm just going to throw the rule book out here. Hold on a minute. Okay. I have to make a phone call, and this is going to be funny. Wait to hear this. Wait to hear this. Now, what's going to happen is what happened to me the other day. Hi, this is the Google Assistant. Can I ask what you're calling about? Uh, uh Luke, I am your father. I am your father, Luke. Sorry, they can't take the call right now. Thanks, and goodbye. 
was that? <laughs> Hold on one more time. Hold on a minute. <laughs> they have you on Do Not Disturb. Hold on a minute. Hi, this is the Google Assistant. Can I ask what you're calling about? I'm, I want to talk to my son, Blake. Sorry, they can't take the call right now. <laughs> Thanks, and goodbye. Showed you where I rate with my kids. <laughs> I don't think he did that. He's probably that's, messed it up. That, Google Assistant? That's my son, Blake. He won't take my phone call. Oh, that's <laughs> the one up in, uh, <laughs> up there. <laughs> He's in Boston, okay? Hold on a minute. One more time. <laughs> Hold on. Try it one more time. This is the Google Assistant. Can I ask what you're calling about? Yeah, this is... <laughs> This is Bill Gates, and I want you to come to work for me at Microsoft, Blake. We'd love to have you at the Microsoft team. Sorry, they can't take the call right now. Thanks, and goodbye. <laughs> so why is he using Google Assistant? Shouldn't be using, like, uh, Alexa? Oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to sit there and robocall that the man, Google aren't Assistant. you? Can I ask what you're calling about? Yeah, this is this is Elon Musk. We'd like to have you come to work for us, Blake, to program our new cars. Is that possible? Could you come to work for us? A million dollars a year. I can't take the call right now. Thanks. And <laughs> goodbye. Do one more. Think of one more. <laughs> well, you're getting into this now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold I on. I love hold embarrassing on my daughter. Hold on a minute. I love it. Hi. This is the Google Assistant. Can I ask what you're calling about? Yes, this is Blake. This is your mom. Make sure you wear clean underwear today, okay, Blake? Sorry, they can't take the call right now. Thanks and goodbye. <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> My son, who announced he sent out a group text to his family members, which I guess still got included on. I should be I should be lucky for that, informing us that he got a new job and I wanted to talk about a new job. But he won't take Where my did he get a new job. I don't really want to say in, until I get permission. I understand it's his story. Yeah, he started out I understand. He started out at Garmin in Kansas City. Because I don't know if he's officially announced this or not, but he started out it's at okay. Garmin don't, in Kansas don't City. Go any further. And then he works See, now he, at least I think he still works at Amazon. He's up in Boston. My son, Blake, who is the brainiac of the family, thank God he's got a smart mother, because if he got my brains, he'd be working at, at Republic Trash Services driving a trash truck. You know, that's, he's, he's huge. I mean, he's very tall, isn't he? Uh, he is my, he's my, I'm trying to think, he's my, yes, he's my tallest. He is six foot eight. Oh my God. And my, my son down at Pensacola is six six. And my youngest son, uh, Drew, is six four. So, and I'm—I used to be six two, although I'm shrinking. And there was—I have to tell you a funny story. I won't say who the name of the person is, but you know who this person is. That there was a picture of me and my three sons uh, taken somewhere. I can't remember where it was, and it was on my Facebook page. And a couple days after that picture was on my Facebook page, I met a person. It was the O'Fallon oh, Fallon Chamber of Commerce member, and I met this lady. And she looks at me, she goes, you're really tall. And I go, well, why would you say that? She says, I saw that picture of you and your three sons, and you look like you're like five foot five. I go, 
yeah, I look sort of short with my kids because they're 6'8", 6'6", and 6'4". I look like a shrimp, you know. And my daughter is... And you scrunch down. I scrunch down. Yes. That's because I've been... I've had too many accidents. No, you purposely scrunch down. What do you mean? Are you making fun of the way I walk? Are you making fun of me, Shelly? No. (laughs) You scrunch down. You, like... Scrunched your body down can, can, so you would look extra short. Can I tell you a story that I shouldn't what? tell you? It happened. It happened about. Well, I won't say when, when it happened. Okay, I was supposed to meet somebody at a restaurant. Okay, and I won't say who this is because you know who this is. And so I beat them there to the restaurant, and I got a table. So I, I sit down, and this person comes up. And and a lady, one of the like the 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 who is the lady? A lady works like the counter, you know, like the you, you put your name on a list, and you know what do you call that? Is that the concierge or whatever? You know, it's, you know, it's term. called the, um, a hostess. The hostess, host. right? The hostess, the hostess, the hostess station. Walks this person back, and this person is laughing. They're already laughing at me, and I go, "Why are you laughing?" <laughs> and and <laughs> this person, who shall remain nameless. Said to the hostess when they got there, "Hey, I'm 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 here. I'm supposed to meet an old guy who walks funny." And she goes, "Oh, I know who he is." <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and, 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 is that is that Blake? No, no. So oh, okay. she walks. So I'm the old guy who walks funny. <laughs> well, you do have a swagger. <laughs> Hey, when you get to be 87 years old, you can walk funny too. Okay. True. <laughs> Hold on. You should see him walking heels. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> yes. She goes to the hostess and says, "Yeah, there's an old guy who walks funny. He j- he should be. Oh yeah, I know exactly where he's at. He's back in the back." <laughs> oh my gosh. What's well, better than describing you as having mall hair and completely? Uh, inappropriately dressed for her age and weight <laughs> well who would who, someone said that to you what do you think i don't know did someone say that to you they said you had mall i don't even want to talk about they it. said you had mall hair what is mall hair you, you know what mall hair <laughs> I is. i don't know what mall hair is what is mall I'm hair i'm still stuck in the 80s you know mall it, hair when they sat there and they that, teased it up is that like all, all teased up volume hold on my phone's going off here <laughs> Get, it's not my son. Here, here, hold on. <laughs> Shelly got such a kick out of that. I have to do it one more time. That's pretty funny. Hold on. One more time. <laughs> Hi, this is the Google Assistant. Can I ask what you're calling about? Sorry, they can't take the call right now. Thanks, and goodbye. That was hilarious. And he's going to go and listen to those messages and go, my dad is so weird. He's such a weirdo. This is, and you wear it proudly. No, this is my son. You know, I had four kids. Same mom, same dad. They're all as different as they can be. I mean, there's nothing that's like any of them. You know, my daughter is like, my daughter is like, is like, like, if she writes something, she goes back and double checks that she dotted all the I's at least three times and crossed the T's four times. Okay. That's why she's an attorney. Oh, my oldest son is to the point where he, he's he's so interesting. My oldest son, you know, 
he's got this dry sense of humor that is so funny. He totally does. He's, and he, the way he talks, he sort of talks like that. And he's sort of slow anywhere he talks. And when he says something, it's always real funny. And he's the guy that he can fillet you, like, you know, slice and dice you with like 10 words. You know, he could look at you and go, and smile the whole time. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh-huh. And and he's so funny because because and he and oh my god, there's and and then my youngest son, Drew. I mean, like, and my daughter. My daughter is like, Drew. You call hi, son. This is Brad, the dad. Yeah. Well, no, he yeah, he's he's interesting kid, and and he he gets he gets bent out of shape about certain things. He gets upset about certain things. I'm going, Drew. You know, give it a rest. You know, life's too short. You know, life is too short. That <laughs> you know, is indeed. A, I mean, an and once again, statement. it's because he's conscientious about things. He does. You know, I mean, he could say, "I don't care." That's not him. You know, he's anyway. Okay, we're way over. It's eight yep. ten. Make us legal, Brad. KSLQ FM Washington, KRAP AM Washington, K two ninety six HA Washington. Thank you so much for all the people that listen to this radio station. We're not yes. the biggest radio station in town. We do appreciate you. We are locally owned and operated. We're not some big corporate McRadio, you know, Darth Vader radio station, you know. Uh, and and I wish the hell my local competitors would stop being such buttheads and work with us than rather against us, and we'd all make more money and have more fun. Does that make any sense to you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. Brad, it's been a slice of heaven. It's really been fun, actually. And, <laughs> yeah, as um, opposed to the torture it normally is, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. This is this is the highlight of my day besides growing people's businesses. Okay. I, and you know what? I, I don't know where the hell we're at in the format. I'm just going to try this, and we'll just get out of here and say goodbye. 8-11. Peace and I fly. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.